Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Energy for Sales podcast. Tim Hooper and David Oliver, your host, where we believe if you're not having fun in sales, you're doing something wrong. We are delighted today to have a killer coach on. This guy is Mr. Consistency, Mr. Proactivity, Mr. Accountability, all of our four values is personified. And I've heard him around the uh, Virginia Mortgage Bankers Association channels, but this guy is all over. And uh, you need to connect with him in the show notes right now. His LinkedIn profile is right there. You click on it, connect with him, reach out. Um, You need this guy in your corner for when you need him. You know what I'm saying? So Ben Rogers, man, founder of TBL Coaching. Welcome aboard. Appreciate you having me, Tim. Nice to be on here with you and David. Thanks for the invite. Absolutely, man. Well, hey, you dropped a podcast on the bottom line. It It basically summarized this thought process and you told some amazing stories in that but it was basically the distractions of failure and success and uh and one of the things you had in there and i it was almost like a hashtag moment for me you know like like when you find that good hashtag like a a clarion call in your life it was it was next play right heroic minute so with that in mind can you just kind of break down for our listeners why, what failure and success does in that distraction and what next play and heroic moment, moment be for you. And, and David and I will interrupt as we see. <laughs> we'll, we'll dive in here and dig in. But. Sure. So, um, you know, like most people who want to be as best as they can be, um, I'm very passionate about a lot of different subjects. But one of my largest passions is really taking lessons from and learning things that I get from sports and applying that back to business and ultimately life, right? The biggest difference between sports and sales is that in sports, you're preparing for game day. And then game day happens, you win or you lose, or draw if you're playing a sport that's not any fun. Then you come back the next week, right? And then you prepare again and then you go win, lose, or draw again. In sales, you can argue that A, every day is game day, or B, every day is practice day, right? Do I think that you should be prepared and excited for every day you go to work? Yes, of course I believe that. But what I do and what I focus on with our clients is this. If we continually and consistently practice the small discipline habits we need to practice, everything else is going to take care of itself, right? You've heard the phrase, the score takes care of itself. There's plenty of books. There's literally a book with that title written by Bill Walsh, right? Right? So what we do is we hold people accountable to these small discipline habits in order to reach their big goals that may seem very far out there. We articulate those down to small steps. So some things along the way that we've learned in doing this, you bring up next play. This is from Coach K, now former coach at Duke for for the basketball team, right? His favorite phrase in working with his team is next play. Make a three pointer. Great. Next play. Foul out. Great. Next play. Won the game. Great. Next play. They have big goals to win national championships every single year. But the focus isn't on on cutting down the net. The focus instead is on the next play, right? Yeah. You know, the the reason we call our company the bottom line is because years and years ago, I was developing, which is now a 21-page operations manual for my real estate team. I wanted to develop something to where if I went and got hit by a train tomorrow, somebody could pick this thing up and go run my team, right? And what I wrote in one of the cover pages is that the bottom line is that practice is more important than the game. I truly believe that, right? However, what I've really found, the great leaders, what we call disciplined leaders, it's not just that they believe that practice is more important than the game, but they're always focused on what's next. What's the next play? Great, we achieved this, next play. Oh crap, this happened, next play. 
what's the next one we can go get? Now, this doesn't take you out of the present moment. Of course, we have to be fully engaged in what we're doing now in order to win. Right. But after the result of that next play, right? We're never going to be truly satisfied. We want to be at peace with who we are, but we never want to be satisfied with what we can ultimately become. So that links all back to what we do in our coaching company. And we work with leaders in sports, education, small business. Um, we even have a coach that works with in what we call our disciplined dads division. It's holding them accountable to all these very small things in order to reach the big things. But if one of those small things fails, great, next play. That's it. I love it, Tim. I see why you connected so well. And, you know, Ben, I think that I've had salespeople that thought I was from a whole other planet because I adopted the same thing. I mean, everyone likes to cheer. We expect to win, so you win a deal. And everyone wants to sit there and rest on their laurels. And I was very much a, great, what's next? Next. Um, you know, look at a pipeline or look at, at, at success. You had this massive deal that was a bluebird or it's a once in a, every five years and, and work with a sales rep saying, now, if you hadn't gotten that deal, where were you on your plan? You know, so music to my ears, because um, there is time to celebrate, but it's very brief. Absolutely. There's also well, time to get over losses. Right. And what did you learn from it in next? So awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, and you guys, obviously, you have to be a hermit to not know who Tom Brady is, right? And when I think it was after he's won seven Super Bowls now after his third or his fourth. In an interview, they said, they said, Tom, what's your favorite Super Bowl ring? And without hesitation, Tom Brady next. said the next one. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Yeah. And the reason is because he's focused on those small fundamental habits. He's not focused on the Lombardi Trophy. We can have the vision, but instead he's focused on the next thing. So, you know, another example of this is, you know, the, the late Kobe Bryant, like who's not motivated by Kobe Bryant's work ethic, right? And he yeah. said, it didn't matter if we won 20 games a year, 50 games a year. It didn't matter if I scored 60 points or no points. No matter what, the next morning I'm at the gym. Yeah. No matter what, I'm at the gym, I'm training, I'm going for the next one. That's all it is. And this kind of goes in, Tim, to that heroic minute you mentioned. Yeah. A lot of people like to ask, and they're kind of confused with this idea of, especially in sales, right? Or, or let's call it in the professional world, whatever you're doing. It can be a roller coaster ride, right? Well, there are certainly things that you can control. A lot of people like to talk about controlling the controllables, which we all would agree is a good thing. Yeah. But what are those controllables and are we actually going to control them? So let's not just make this long drawn out list that we're never going to attack. Let's look at one thing. And to me, I don't think there's any kind of magic pill or magic potion to going from good to great. But if there is one, I can promise you it's what we call the heroic minute or in our company, what we refer to as FOTG. And I'll read you guys what the heroic minute's all about. There's a book by a guy named St. Jose Maria Escriva. He's credited with um, founding Opus Dei. And he wrote in his book called The Way, he says this, the heroic minute, it is the time fixed for getting up. Without hesitation, a supernatural reflection and up. The heroic minute, here you have a mortification that strengthens your will and does no harm to your body. If with God's help you conquer yourself, you will be well ahead for the rest of the day. It's so discouraging to find oneself beaten at the first skirmish. So here's the idea behind that. I don't care if you won today, if you lost today, I don't care if your sales are up and down, whatever. The one thing that we can stay consistent with is getting our feet on the ground at the same exact time every morning, right? There's, there's, if, if you're a, a faith-driven guy, there's definitely scripture in this. 
right? Yeah. If you just believe in simple consistency, this this is such a small thing that you have complete control over. Yeah. And I'm not even, I'm a believer in the the, the best of the best tips that you're gonna get up earlier than the rest of the competition, right? I don't think that you have to be that person, but I would suggest strongly that you pick the same time and you beat it every single day. Who wants to lose their first battle of the day when we have complete control over it? And it's such a small thing that only the best of the best not only believe, but they go do. We're not just buying into this idea. We're locking into the action of doing it. Yeah. Strong, strong. I, I'll tell you right now, um, one of the earliest rides I know is on the call with us. You're probably second then. Um, David is is up and at him, um, reading Seth Godin's blog every morning, forwarding that to me and a choice select few group of men every morning. Um, with, 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 Hey, here's my takeaway or here's something to think about, or, I mean, investing in his mindset and then in the gym, um, Ben, you figured it out. The gym's right behind you. I love it. The, the dad garage right there. I mean, it's consistency. And you, you've taken every, um, every roadblock out, right? You've made it where it's, it's, it's right there in front of you. It's the small action. I love how you said that who wants to lose their first battle of the day, um, and David's had to teach me something. I'll tell you if you're in sales and have any level of ADHD like most of us, um, you have to say no. You have to say no to stuff. Um, when I started saying yes to an earlier morning, I had to say no to late stuff. And I've got a family of four kids. And I mean, that can get out of hand, right? You can, there's all sorts of things that can come up and you have to be just and sometimes it's we're afraid to have that conflict at home. Listen, just have some open dialogue, some open conversations with your spouse, your significant other, whoever, and say, this is important to me to be ahead of the game, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna seek an earlier bedtime. There's there's ways you can you can communicate and have those I call them tough. They're really not tough because a lot of times we just make them tough in our head. But those tough conversations just say this is where I need to be. And David, you've 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 worked with me on that in my life, and I'm telling you. Just to be able to get a consistency where you're up the same time. I love that you bring that up. But really, at the end of the day, that's your success, right? When you're successfully up and at them, you're already experiencing success before the wind comes in your inbox or the phone or you get on with a client. So that's just, again, back to your no distraction with that success. You're already a success when you look yourself in the view. So all the other, that roller coaster you're talking about isn't happening for you. It's yes, you're expecting to win. You're expecting the yes. You're expecting when you get on the phone, you're going to get some rejection, but you're going to get a yes. You're expecting that, but you already won first thing. So well, And see, what happens with this is that everybody would agree, I, I'm hoping, that discipline, self-discipline is very important, right? And yeah. so what professionals typically are faced with is let's say, let's say you, you're in sales and you try to start your workday at 8.30 in the morning, right? And so with that, your morning routine precedes that. And you say, my morning routine, let's pick some pretty average times of 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. to be your morning routine where you get your feet on the ground, you brush your teeth, you eat your breakfast, you work out, you read your journal, whatever, right? Well, here's what the average person's gonna say. My first appointment until 10, so why don't I just move the time back? Look, here's the idea. Integrity is doing what you say you're going to do for yourself and for other people, right? 
if you're any good, just a little bit good, you're probably pretty high in doing what you say you're gonna do for other people because quite frankly, that's what you're hired for. But if you really want to be a man or a woman of integrity, you're also doing what you say you're going to do for yourself. So I don't care if your appointment's at 8.30. I don't care if it's at 9.30. We still do what we say we're going to do for ourselves, starting from the moment that our feet hit the ground. And so a lot of times people get a little bit confused with this when I talk to them or when we talk together because they think that I might be some sort of like life coach or fitness coach or whatever. No, that's not it at all. The idea is that we commit to doing something difficult for ourselves and we defeat it. Because when I do that every morning, I'm automatically ahead of the game. Yeah. I, um, Tim, I'll put this in the chat for you if you want it for any reason. This is a, yep, I love it. This Dave, is a, um, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, David, why don't, you, why don't you read that, man? So I'll pledge to myself, I respect my time as much as I respect everyone else's. My first appointment of the day begins when my feet hit the ground. I will be early or on time to my first appointment, and this will set the tone for my actions of the future. My greatest challenge of the day is getting my feet on the ground at or before whatever time you put, and I will defeat my greatest challenge today. This is something that I have a lot of our clients, this is something that I develop and I have a lot of our clients uh, sign. It's called the FOTG pledge. FOTG meaning feet on the ground. Getting up early and important is not a complicated subject. It's literally, it's taking this and putting it on the ground and standing up. Like that's, that's literally all it is. And so it's very simple. What's your FOTG time? And typically if you're talking to a group of people, say, hey, I want you guys to think for 15 seconds and tell me what your FOTG time is. And usually what's going around their heads is this, uh, 6.15 to 6.30, 5.30ish. Uh, there's a lot of issues and there's a lot of ranges. That's not a very committed person. Mm-hmm. Instead, it should be, well, blank AM at the latest, but always before, right? And so this is just something so small. You know, I, the reason that I really got into all of this is um, I, I, there is no word more offensive to me in the dictionary than the word busy. I hate it. It pains me to even say it out loud. I hate it. It's the B word, right? Well, if you're committed to being on time for yourself, you're not going to be late or unprepared for anything else. It's just such a simple thing we focus on. You know, it's it's so funny. I've had people throughout the years, oh, David, help me with time management. It's like, it's not time management, it's behavior management. Yeah. So you have to manage your behaviors. Mm-hmm. Blocking your calendar, getting up, on, to your point, Ben, getting up on time. You know, I have an odd scenario because the days of the week that I work out, I get up super early. But I guess to a degree, I'm really backing into when do I want to be ready to go to work? And right. if I'm going to commit to, to working out before that, then I got to back that time up because I need to be at my desk at 6 a.m. So that means I got to get up at 3.30, get ready to go to the gym. Yep. So that's the only – so I guess really the commitment is when when is go time. That's right. Go time is 6, and if I want to do yeah. something before that, I you know. Well, look, I can, you, can, you can always go earlier, right? You can yes. always go earlier. Here's the thing is that <clears> – <throat> People talk about not having enough time in the day. Well, guess what? There's 168 hours in the week, and my week, and Tim's week, and David's week, and anybody that's listening to this, everybody has the same exact amount of time. If you want more time, I hate to break it to you, but you're probably going to have to say no to some more sleep, at least at first. Yeah. Yeah. Or go to bed earlier. Or go to bed earlier. <laughs> yeah. Or say no, say no to somebody that you're stuck pleasing. Right. And I think a lot of times we're people 
And it felt sweet. I mean, it's kind of it, it's kind of it, it, the DNA of a lot of us. You know, we, we want to make people happy. Did you know that one some of the best moments of, of awakening in my life is actually saying no to somebody or saying no, I can't do that or I'm not willing to do that. Like we don't say I can't. We say I'm not willing. That doesn't fit me or I'm not willing to do that. That does. That's not. That's not aligned with what we do. Whatever it is. And when you say that and realize that, you know what? I don't have to say yes. Um, that does not align my priority. That does not align my vision. It is so empowering. And somebody also said this: in sales, sometimes we feel like, man, we got to be at everything. We they got to show. We got to show our face. You know what? You need to pick, like my buddy Mike Weimer said, a finite workable list. You need to have a vision. Who's your ideal profile? And you need to work that. And you need to say no to, to some stuff. I, I know some sales folks that I coach at. They're at every mixture and every function. And there's really no plan. It's just they feel like if they hang out and network, they're going to land some cool, magic. Like, stop that stuff. Because right. when you're staying out way too late, you're drinking way too much beverage, and you're not you're, you're cheating on yourself the next morning, and you feel like crap. And then your day's wasted the next day. So yeah, t- I, I, I couldn't agree more with you across the board here. This is something where it's, it's, I find this more with, we'll call them young professionals or newer to the business, where you think you got to go to every happy hour, every business picture, every whatever. And look, don't get me wrong. If you enjoy that and it works for your business, then go do it. But let's, as, as David mentioned, it's about your behavior and how responsible you're going to be. But isn't it funny how on average, most of the people who have trouble managing their time are also the people who probably have trouble managing their budget and probably want to eat better and probably want to work out more. Well, here's a few tips. Instead of going to happy hour with a bunch of salespeople, let's go to an early coffee or breakfast with a business owner. So now you have a better client, right? You're doing something better in the morning. And here's the other deal. It's time, this, this one drives me crazy. People want to eat better and they want more time and they want to spend less money, yet they go to a lunch every single day of the week with somebody else because they say it's good for business. A lunch not only takes an hour and a half, it's brutally long, and you end up talking way too much when really all we need to get out in our sales pitch is 30 to 45 minutes at an absolute max. Go to a $2 coffee at your local coffee shop, get to know the business owner there, sit at the same table you sit at every week, build some consistency, and invite a business owner in with you. You're saving money, you're eating better, and you're building better relationships with better people. These these things are so incredibly simple. And They're it's amazing. Simple. It is it's so simple. And it's amazing to me how many people just don't see the light. And that's why a lot of times, and I feel blessed for this, a lot of times I feel like in my business I'm cheating. Like I'm cheating. Like how is it this easy? Yeah, David, you preached this a long time ago. And I think this goes kind of into the the distractions of failure and success. Listen, we fall down, but we get back up. Why? Because did we did we add value? Did we try? Did we do our best? Um, you know, there's no try, no day. But did we do our best? Did we put our neck our best foot forward and try to have value? You know what? Back up. We failed. We didn't deliver correctly. We didn't communicate correctly. All right, let's 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 make this better next, going forward next time. But then what you're saying is. Does it add value? Like you're taking extra time away from that CEO. Why not give him back some time by by going to coffee instead? Heck, I had somebody, uh, I had a, a lunch scheduled with like three people last week. Lunch canceled, but because I was going up to Northern Virginia, I had like five other visits scheduled before and after to maximize the trip. Well, when lunch canceled, that was the only real reason I had to be in person. So I reached out early that morning and just said, hey, care if we bump this to a Zoom? 
it, it, it not only surprised me how everyone accepted, and I think the pandemic's played into that a little bit because we're all much more zoomable than we ever were, but it was incredible. I bought half my date back, right? Drive time, et cetera. But everyone was willing to flip to a Zoom. The meetings were more efficient. And I get it. There is a time and a place to be in person. And I think especially when you meet somebody for the first time or you're in person is powerful. I get that. But man, there's some efficiencies that in sales, we don't have to please everybody. You also can own your own schedule. Listen, if a top executive reached out to you, you had a coffee on the books and said, hey, Ben, I've got to cancel. Something came up with my family. You'd be like, oh, yeah, sure. We'll bump this out. No worries. Well, in sales, sometimes we have the hardest time doing that for ourselves when we need to, right? But it, it shouldn't be that hard. It should be, hey, I need to bump this or I need to flip this to a Zoom. Like, do what's best for you. Make make it work for you. And you'll find that you're actually adding value sometimes because you're valuing yourself first. I love that you said your first appointment is with yourself, the integrity of not cheating on yourself. Take care of you, folks. Man. Well, and Tim, I, I want to add something on the idea of, of flipping a meeting to a Zoom or, or doing phone calls over a meeting or whatever. Yes, yeah. I, I, I agree with you that it, the, the past few years have proved to show us some pretty valuable resources, right? Yep. But here, here's the true ticket, okay? When we are doing more things virtually as opposed to in-person, it makes the in-person interaction that much more impactful and valuable. So I don't disagree. And look, I, I like to zoom any chance. Like I'm zooming with you guys right now and I'm at my house because when I'm done, I can step right inside and put, immediately put my dad hat on and go to my other job. You know what I mean? But the first time I see you, it's probably going to leave a lasting impact. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's so many people that say, well, Zoom's just the way of the word now, the way of the world now. And they use that P word that ends with Emmett that just sounds so horribly negative. When quite frankly, I've done better the past few years. I'm sure you guys have done better the past few years. And it's done nothing but give me more opportunity to impact people because now when I go see them face to face okay. and can deepen the relationship, I'm so much further ahead than everybody else. Right, right. Yep. Everybody looks taller when you meet them in person I, because you've seen them like right here and they're actually here. Uh, <laughs> it's messed right. up. I think there's two camps. Some people are like, man, it's so efficient on Zoom. Some people are like, I can't do Zoom. I'm in person, got a person. I think both are inaccurate. I think we both, if you're either way, you, you could probably fall. And just grow, just lean in. Usually when we resist something, it's just we're not comfortable with it. You know, it's just new. So just lean into both. But I love what you said. It makes the in-person more impactful. That's powerful. I'm going to remember that. So as we wrap up, I mean, guys, listen. Failure is going to happen. Success is going to happen. Get back up. Dust yourself off. Next play. And, and, and I love that you broke it down to it's as simple as. The, the win for us, success is not about what others are doing to us or for us answering or saying yes or buying in. That's all great. That's business. It's kind of, if we're any good and with enough persistence, we're going to get the business. Go win with yourself. And you said that is in the heroic moment. The, the feet on the ground, F-O-T-G moment. I'm going to put your pledge in the show notes as well, guys. I would say copy this, share it on social media, tag Ben. Um, it, but guys, live by this. And so you've given us so many nuggets. I'm going to like... David, you ask anything you want to ask, and then we're going to hand the microphone over to Ben for one golden yep. nugget. No, I, I just think the other takeaway I had um, is don't cheat yourself. Have, have your professional and personal goals lofty. Um, to, you know, to Ben's point, you know, Tom Brady wasn't interested in, in the Super Bowl or the MVP he had just won. He's always interested in the next one. And so if you set your, your personal and professional goals lofty enough, that, that gives you 
the motivation to, you know, to succeed um, at, at a level that, that the world needs you to. Especially, Ben, when you put on your dad hat here in a little bit. They need That's you to right. be up there, man. That's right. Ben, give us a give us a take home, man. Um, I guess I'll give you guys this. I was I was um, <clears throat> I was writing about this the other day, just kind of thinking about. But yeah, I'm I'm on a constant mission to figure out what it is exactly that I do, and I don't know if I'll ever actually figure that out. It's always a, a fun little question for myself. But what I found in being, you know, I, I'm not I, I'm not a consultant. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not. I don't even consider myself a business coach. I'm certainly not a life coach. I guess the technical term is performance coaching, but really at its root. I know what you are. You're a winner. That's right. You're a winner. I appreciate that. (laughs) At its root, I'm a hired accountability partner, okay? And so whether you call me an accountability partner, whether you call me a coach, a mentor, a trainer, a friend, whatever, my role is to help Tim, help David, help clients, help them feel good and help them play good, right? But in the end... The person you're working with, it's up to them if they're going to feel great and if they're going to play great, right? I can encourage you and I can hold you accountable and I can give you a few nuggets here and there. Say, hey, this is going to make you feel good. And this will probably make you play good too if you do it. But if you want to feel great and if you want to play great, you're the one that's going to have to do the work. And in a world that we're in today, where you get people that, it's quite frankly, they think that things are just going to come easy to them, right? And if you do things, if you do the hard things more often, the easy things will, or those things will continue to get easier. But the best of the best are going to take what they learn from others. They're going to make themselves resourceful and they're going to realize Tim can help me feel good. David can help me play good. But if I want to feel great and I want to play great, I'm going to be the one that does the work. And you break this down so simply and say, I'm going to start tomorrow morning and I'm going to pick my FOTG time and I'm going to beat it. And after I beat it, I'm going to go win the next battle. And the next battle. And if I lose, guess what? Next play. And no matter how the day goes, the next morning, FOTG, same time. And it's a continual, continual path to improvement and consistency. Powerful. Mic drop, folks. Hey, lean in. Connect with Ben. Um, if you're a business owner and you're looking to bring this energy to your team, um, reach out. Uh, I know Ben's got a full docket, but uh, hey, get on his schedule and me, if you're a good fit, um, he's looking to coach serious-minded business owners, I know. So um, thanks, Ben, for investing part of your afternoon with us. And so we're rooting for you as we all go put on our dad hats uh, as we sign off here. So uh, lean in, folks, next week. Uh, meet, uh, here, check us out again here at the Energy for Sales podcast where we're putting the fun back in sales. Take care, everybody. I appreciate it. Thanks, yeah.